I have been assured that VD cannot be transmitted via podcast. You may rest easy knowing that I have my best men working on this problem around the clock. This is the LoadingReadyRun.com podcast for September 28, 2008. I appreciate you pulling up the date for me, Jerry. I actually had just checked for the first time ever. That's amazing. It is. I, I sort of naturally assumed that you would not have checked. I And fair assumption. Don't let it stop you next time. But it's a magic day, because today is September the 2-8th of 2008. Yeah. September really doesn't play into that. But no, it really... Doesn't that happen every month? <laughs> I guess only... Every 10 days. Uh... We're hoping that uh, this podcast is coming to you with uh, an improved audio quality, improved to the tune of $120. It had better be that much better you paid, for you. You paid $120 for Snowball. I sure did. We just got a brand new microphone for the purposes of podcasting and commentaries called the, the, it's, it's called the Blue Microphone Snowball. So we're going to use this opportunity to get all the possible snowball jokes out of the way. Uh... Here's some I prepared earlier. I got it from the local music store, which has a fantastic pro audio section, and I found the snowball in the back, just past the skin flutes and rusty trombones. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Try the ham. I know the uh, the snowball is, is ball-shaped and has the word blue on it, so it, it kind of has blue balls. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's a shame. It's uh, uh, Bill, Matt, James, and Kathleen are not here. Uh, Kathy, I only I mentioned that because she was just here, but had to go for the ferry. So I'm sure that next week we're going to have a whole other glut of snowball-related jokes. Mm-hmm. I, if I, you don't, if you don't like the snowball, can you just take it back? Uh, presumably, there's a return policy, but I think this will. I, I think it'll be worth it. That. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, very nice. Yes. Nice. Uh, the return policy does work well with the concept. That's yes. true. Yeah. I, one thing I, I, not a not a dirty joke, but I, I like the the snowball in that it's it's a a large you know it's about uh, maybe four inches across uh, sphere white sphere that just says blue on it. So for some reason, a big white thing that says blue on it, I find <laughs> it's got a certain cognitive dissonance to it. It I is pretty it. entertaining, I must say, and, and a red light. It's unfortunately we are. Uh, we are coming to you now. Uh, I, believe, I hope, hopefully, this will go up today, yeah. today or tomorrow. But we're coming to you a little late because uh, Saturday, when we normally do our podcast, we were shooting something very awesome, and it's awesomeness. Awesome it's awesomeness kind of spilled over into the podcasting time. So uh, rest assured that the podcast did not get delayed in vain. Yeah, uh, because. There's awesomeness to come. The awesomeness not only spilled over into podcasting time, but quite drastically into the next day. Yeah, and yes. it's also going to be another day. And we have to shoot the last scene. Um, is your ringtone like church bells? Paul no. is conducting a test actually to see if if uh, the ringtone of his phone affects. That, is, that was the not snowball. actually that, that was actually an alarm. Oh okay. Oh okay. Is your laundry done? Let's. Uh, that was. Something that's not important. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. I can't. Were we talking about the snowball? What were we talking about? We were probably done with the snowball. Uh, oh, the, right, it's a good awesomeness. subject to return. They were, were awesome. 
Is there anything more we're yes, talking about? there'll be more awesomeness shot later this week. So, uh, speaking of awesomeness shot previously, however, this week's video was Rapid Fire Series 2, Episode 2. Rapid Fire 2-2. Two, two. Yes. Good stuff, though. So, um, I'm trying to think what was new in this one. Uh, Robots in Disguise. Yes. Which was fun. That was achieved by Kathleen, uh, which is that, that's her car. Uh, hunched down, uh, like, basically in the space between the front seat and the pedals, <laughs> operating the, the headlights. And yeah, flicking from uh, regular to high beams. Yeah, right, from regular to, to, to brights. Uh, I think this is the Shush guy's debut too, right? Yep, Shush guy. Uh, Who's not actually supposed to be a uh, story guy. He just also has glasses. It's his glasses and a sweater vest. Yeah. I realize it's the problem. Mm. Much like our prime minister. <laughs> really? Our prime minister? Have you, have you seen any vest? of the conservative, uh, TV conservative ads. ads? Oh, I see. Where I, he talks about family values. In a sweater vest? In a sweater yeah. vest. That's his whole shtick now. Wow. Yeah. You've come to the point where sweater vest is like, that's the, that's, that's like selling point that they're trying to do. It's bizarre, actually. I was in a... Both for me. I was, a sweater vest. I was, I was in a clothing shop the other day and I saw a ton of sweater vests and I'm like... Hmm. They're, they're coming back into style. I, I, I was Why? wondering if, if those ads had had, you know, un, unthought repercussions. Oh, God. Well, you, you think all the kids want to be... Just like cool? Stephen Harper. Cool like Stephen Harper. That's right. Uh, um, the, uh, yeah, he's, he's not the same guy. Uh, yeah, the glasses are different. The glasses are weird. They're normal glasses, but they're slightly tinted, and it's a little disconcerting, which is perfect for the character. Um, I was also very pleased with that shot. Yeah, I guess it doesn't really come across that that well on on the like. It's not that obvious, but that is actually a cool uh, jib shot. Yeah, which yeah. we haven't actually mentioned about that yet. We keep we were having fun sort of leaving people in the dark about it uh, last rapid fire. Uh, we have a jib. Yeah, it's it, it's actually the the whole. It's a classy with, term for jib. I was going to say, my goodness, Graham, what is a jib? <laughs> the, the whole idea with the jib is actually surprisingly simple. Like, it's basically, essentially, it's like a teeter-totter that you put on a tripod, and you put the camera at one end, and either wait or someone pulls down on the other end. And it's got a leveling device on the other end, more or less. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, it, it, it's not that it's a leveling device. Instead of it being one, as ours happens to be made out of wood, instead of it being one thing of wood, it's two things of wood put in a structure such that the the... The things on either end remain level. Yeah, they'll always be so, parallel. So, right, it's, it's, it's a device that causes things to become level? No, it, it, the jib does not have a leveling device. The jib itself keeps things level. It's not like some sort of bonus plug-in. But, uh, but the... Morgan's dad made it for us, because that's the sort of thing he actually does for a job. Yes, he also made our dolly, by the way. Yes. Which is equally awesome. Yes, J- just less practical to use. At some point, we will do a dollying jib shot. Which uh, he's so on my ass to do, too. And yeah, and he harasses me about it all the time, too. In which case, like, a dolly, the, like, the problem, you know, all these, all these, every sort of additional camera uh, fanciness requires a whole lot of setup to do, especially the dolly, because the dolly is just tricky to transport around. Yeah. Um, it's a big so mother. It, when we do, and we will do it eventually, but when we do a dolly and jib shot, uh, it'll be super impressive. You guys have to all be really happy about it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, subtle as it was, I really enjoyed that, that shot that we did. with. Uh, yeah, we could probably, um, sometime when we're doing behind-the-scenes stuff, or I think in some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, in, in an upcoming uh, loading time at some point, probably has some of the jib stuff in it. Yeah. Um, so you can actually see what it looks like, or maybe we can get some photos of it. But mm-hmm. it is uh, pretty stylish. Yeah. Uh, it was also the first, uh, I mean, possibly only, but 
you know, not to give anything away, but it was uh, an appearance of the uh, the fridged scene, which I really enjoyed. Fridged. You just got fridged. I don't recall where Paul and I came up with that idea, but it was basically was it you came up with it, or I don't recall. I, I think I think so. Maybe I. I it was I basically really, just, wouldn't it be funny if someone dropped a fridge on someone and then said, oh, you just got fridged? I mean, it's sort of, like, it's not the whole idea of, like, something really horrible coming to somebody as a prank. Like, I don't know, I, you know, it's a, something that's sort of, uh, uh, that other people have done. But I like this, the fridge is such a Looney Tunes style yeah. thing to drop on somebody. Because mm-hmm. when you think about, like, when you think about it, like, practically, if that was a real show... You have to be like a crane and stuff, like <laughs> levering stuff into position over this unsuspecting person, and then kill them. I just, I just love your energy. Yeah, yeah. Just got Morgan's energy is excellent there. Which, uh, yeah. Now we added captions this time, which apparently make a lot more sense to people now. So I'm happy about that. I like, I like that a couple of people complained about the captions. Yeah. Well, well can't please as everyone. Is, as is natural. Yes. Yeah, but uh, this one did actually have a religious punter. Which was Morgan. Which was not actually... I actually had to make this point on the wiki. Um, which, by the way, you guys are doing an amazing job with our with our wiki. And thank you for that. Yeah, there's, there's um, a, yeah the, the me, wiki has had a whole lot of uh, work on them. By days. you guys, you could probably name all three people right now. Uh, currently, it's mostly Master Gunner and Lying in Bedmon, who I've seen uh, been, been editing pages yeah, a lot I think recently. Lord Crusher did some. Lord Crusher's done a bunch of stuff yeah. since it went up. But yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I had to actually make a point that just because that person is a door-to-door, uh, like, religious person doesn't mean that it is a reference to our, the video door-to-door. Uh, that's just the same thing. Well, it's possible. What it comes I mean, down to, folks, is we've been doing this for five years, <laughs> we are simply running out of ideas. <laughs> I mean, there's no particular reason why he couldn't have been a door-to-door Satanist, I guess. Uh, his costume was wrong. If he'd been a door-to-door Satanist, he would have had a red shirt. Oh, yes. That's true. Or a red tie. Yeah. Well, and both. Right, red shirt. Right, yeah, red shirt, red tie, and yeah. the uh, right. jacket. Yeah. And he's not even necessarily, you know, a, uh, a Mormon, Mormon or, or a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, he's just... It's just a general door-to-door person. Demonstrating the power of the snowball, Matt is actually doing something really sexy in the background. That's is true. And, and you, you can guys, hear him from the bathroom. Yeah. And you mm. guys you guys probably can't hear it at all. Yeah, yeah, the noise reduction of it is preventing you from hearing that wonderful sound. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm okay with that, you know. I'm, I'm happy that we don't have to pass that pain on to our listeners. Oh, Matt, could you stop? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Matt's, uh, Matt's all okay. wrecked and unable to, to speak because he was refing four hockey games today or something. Well, three hockey games. Uh, is there anything else about this particular... Um, what was the recurring joke in this one? Uh, the fight. Bill. Right, the fight. The fight. Yeah, that was it didn't, excellent. didn't turn out quite like I'd originally thought, but I'm really, really pleased with how it did turn out. Uh, James obviously... Uh, uh, you know, fair play to James. He obviously never watched as much wrestling as the rest of us because dude didn't know how to take a choke slam. Properly. Seriously, he took it on the hip, which, which is not bad. how you should. Yeah, how are you supposed to take it? Right on your back. Yeah. You're supposed to take it on your lower back and then you you splay your arms up. It's yeah. the first thing you learn in wrestling school is how to fall properly. You sound like you've been in wrestling school. I was going to well, say, yeah, I don't, I'm like some people. I've never been to wrestling school. So. Well, you know. It's in my time. I've watched quite a few specials on wrestling school. The the advantage to uh, 
uh, taking it on your back as opposed to on your hip is that you don't show your butt crack to the uh, camera. Yeah, yeah. true. Most of that was just his lower back, but uh, there was definitely crack in there. Uh, what, I, what I like it most about the, the fighting things is in the very last bit when, uh, you know, we're doing the charge back and forth yeah. uh, and you have uh, Bill and uh, James doing the face-off, myself and Morgan and uh, Matt. Matt in the background, what we're doing is we're just walking or we're just running in circles, running, running circles attacking the middle. Like we're not even attacking each other. We're just attacking the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Running in circles. Uh, and I thought it actually looked pretty good. There was actually a little bit afterwards uh, where the, they run off to get ice cream and we just sort of like, hey, what the hell? Uh, but unfortunately, it didn't turn out. Yeah. So, no? No, it's a... It's, there was massive uh, cameraman shadow. Yeah. Somebody's <laughs> shadow. I don't know who that could have been. The sun was very low in the sky when we were shooting that. Also, it's the same three people running by James and Bill. We do it in a different order, though. It's all yeah. good. Also, it was it was pretty funny because James was yelling, uh, yelled freedom, and we we hadn't quite figured out what Bill was going to yell yet. And there was someone else like in that field, and they heard James yelling freedom, and they yelled Sparta. And we're like, oh, there we go. Yeah. I think I believe in that field there were actually some other guys just sword fighting. Yes, for no apparent reason. Yep. Well, there's always a reason. So apparently that, that was just like the the historical reenactment field that we happen to be in. Once yeah. upon a time. After, Not too long ago. Uh, it was a fairly long time ago. After a Christmas dinner or something like that, Graham and I were accosted <laughs> by the police. We, I, I was there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul was filming. Oh, we, right, yeah. We just found this uh, tutorial online for how to um, do... Uh, that was such a terrible idea to do it like at midnight. We may have told this story already on the podcast now that I think about it. To but, do... Uh, Lightsaber effect, yeah. So we got a couple kendo sticks and went down to the school grounds and started fighting. It's the school grounds because they had lights there at night. Yeah. Yeah, it, like we needed something well lit that we could see. It's also like the closest park to my house. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, not, it's not really a park, but you know. So, yeah. Field. We, we went there and kendo sticks are really loud. You, you may recall that I also had really awesome hair. I don't recall. That was when I was going to the... So, it was... Like, shortly after episode oh, right. three came out. Oh, you had right. No, now that I think about it, it was episode two. And I wanted to do a Padawan braid. My sister had, like, these fake, these fake like, extension braids that right. she got from somewhere. So I went looking for them, and I couldn't find any. So I, I ended up going to, like, Claire's and Ardeen's downtown looking for them. And they, like, oh, looked God. at me like... like I, the second place I went was, like, we also have all these other accessories that you can use for dressing up. I'm like... Yeah, no, thank you. So I picked up one of these braids, but it was blonde, and so I had to get my hair dyed blonde to match it. And it ended up being pretty much Hayden Christensen's haircut from the second movie. Couldn't you have dyed the braid black? No, it was artificial hair, so I wasn't... Oh, it doesn't dye the same I wasn't sure how that was going to turn out. But yeah, yeah, I I thought that you had seen the movie and dyed your hair to match Hayden Christensen. No, it was actually a really unfortunate coincidence. Um, what do you mean unfortunate? It's like you're doing Aiden Christensen cosplay. That's 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 pretty unfortunate. <laughs> I, I would say that's pretty unfortunate. <laughs> so so it came to pass that we're in this park at like eleven o'clock at night with these kendo sticks, banging them around, making a hell of a lot of noise. Paul's filming, and then like, then a police car pulls up to the entrance to the uh, place, and an officer gets out, and as she's walking towards us, like two more police cars come up. And she's like, what are you boys doing? And without 
thinking about how stupid it might sound, our immediate response is, we're having a lightsaber fight. <laughs> apparently, apparently, some people thought that we were, like, attacking or, like, attacking the school, like, vandalizing yeah. the school or something. Yeah. With baseball bats. And she was like, oh. She looked at us, looked at the candlesticks, looked at the camera, presumably looked at Jer's hair, and then was like, <laughs> like you should... You are that stupid, yes. Yeah, and <laughs> was like, you should, you should go home. And then she walked back to the other cars and, like, told the other officers there was really something stupid, and they all left. Shortly they, after that... Do you like, mean they all laughed? Yes. <laughs> laughed and then left. Yes. Okay, please, I'm not going to do it. Like, shortly after that, um, I, like... Actually, you know, it was, it was I eventually much. got to use that tutorial, by the way, in the yeah. season two video nerd fight. That's true. Yes. And so, later on in the, in the Rumble. Yes. And that was kind of bad times, too. Yeah. All that rotoscoping. Oh, yeah. There's got to be better. We, we could probably do that better now with Chroma Key or something like that. Well, I think that's that how, like, in, in, the new, uh, in the new movies, like the new uh, Star Trek or Star Wars movies, I believe they did actually just do it with something some some sort of spiffiness if you, I would hope if you watch the behind the scenes stuff for them they have these white and colored striped sticks so I don't know if that's something that you can do but oh that's just uh, that, that'll be um, I can't well I might be able to because apparently you can do tracking with final co- or with after effects but that, that'll just be um, like when someone's going to have their face turned into CG and they have little markers on it yeah it's they're just they're just CG tracker mm-hmm. right so you just have a different color so you can yeah. trace it well uh was I gonna go? Oh yeah, so several several weeks later when my hair was back to normal, um, I recall walking with a girl through Mystic Vale, which is near you that can sort of like this little forest, and uh, seeing like a couple guys with a trampoline and robes and blasters and fake lightsabers and things like that getting something set up, and she's like, oh, I wonder what they're doing. I have no idea. <laughs> I, would, I would have to be very dorky to know what they were doing, <laughs> since I don't know what they're doing, obviously. I, I, I'm not a big dork. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, I can't think of anything else for the... Uh... Oh, yeah, I just want to mention uh, Nate um, as the, the third candidate, or the third, the, the Green Party supporter. Third pundit. Third, third pundit, uh... Green Green Party in the sense that his party is green. Yeah, not it's green. just the red party, the blue party, and the green party. But they yeah. don't actually have any actual affiliation. Really? Right. Although it's pretty interesting that these are going up as Canada is having an election. And and I'll also the... the Morgan the, sounds kind of like a conservative party candidate. The, the particular symbolism uh, in that the red party and the blue party are too, fighting each other too much so that the green party is the one that actually gets the... Yeah. yeah oh, and yeah, brief appearance by Laura there. So that's oh, yeah. Cool. So was that Morgan? Might you think that his character would be a conservative? Uh, oh, maybe not. I don't know what he would be. He talks like a conservative, but the I, things he know, says, it, it's says possible it. he's from the marijuana party, who you know <laughs> have this very you know left leaning idea, seemingly of you know legalizing weed, but uh, are besides that extremely neoconservative. Yeah. Yeah. But I, their their concept isn't just to legalize weed, but everything. By by the way, uh, oh, really? I had no you idea. know you you Americans with your election, your fancy fancy two party system, uh, Canada we have the marijuana party. Yeah, <laughs> they want to legalize pop. We also yeah. have the sex party. We have the, we, have we all, talked about the sex party. They yeah, we have all we have all that the was fun, sex party BC though. That was on yeah. BC. We have yeah. all the fun parties, and, and this is what happens when you have. Uh, a multi-party system, and yet, and which yet, is good and also bad. Every time I comment, and I've done this probably three or four times over the past two weeks, 
every time I try and strike up a conversation along the lines of, uh, Canada is having an election right now, but everyone is more interested in talking about the American election, that conversation, within 30 seconds, is everyone talking about the American election. It's, it's, it's unfortunate, but the Canadian election is very boring right now. Despite the fact that we have the marijuana party. Yeah, we don't. You not, think that they by themselves would be hilarious. Well, they're, not, they're not doing anything awesome. Though. I know. In fact, I haven't heard anything from them. I don't even think they're running this year. I, well, I, I, actually, I almost, no, I have heard something from them because they've been, they've been helping slander campaigns, which is fantastic. That's also... Thank you, America, for introducing negative campaigning because now we're doing it too. Oh, uh, you bastards! It's like I almost want like Canadian politics in America, you know, is is boring at the point now where I w- I almost want to like run and just be like the crazy dark horse candidate who just like <laughs> rides in and does like really ostentatious things just just to make politics more exciting for people, you know? Well, I was mayor for a long time. It was actually a lot like that. Yeah. It's, you ever heard? Possibly actually wearing like a cape and a yeah, mask. Yeah, dressed up as like a pirate. This is okay. <laughs> this is um, this is a local thing. Have you ever heard of someone dressing like the full Nanaimo? Yeah. My mom has used it. Like yeah, both my parents, a lot of a lot of people in this city of a certain age use the term the full Nanaimo to mean like you know going the whole hog, like going the full distance, right? Because he would show up to debates in like. A white, like, white, white, white suit, white shirt, white tie, white spats, white top hat, you know, like, dressed to the did he, nines. Did he win? Like, I don't... He was, no, he was the mayor for a long time. Dude really? was batty. Dude was nuts as heck, but everyone loved him. Well, that's interesting. But at least it's interesting. Oh, yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. So that's, uh... We well, have, let's not talk about if, politics. If you want much. to run in the election, Paul, I can get you the information you need to start your own political party. Probably when do you need later. to start a political party? Uh, I can pull up the requirements. Just give me a, a few minutes. I'd be curious. Yeah. They, 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 they have actually done... So a little while ago, there was a, uh, there was a bill passed in Canada that made it so that if, if you run uh, in a federal election, for every vote that you get, your party gets a dollar, basically. Cool. In the next election. Well, towards sure. your funds in the next election. Yeah. I believe that's the way it works. Anyway, so like the Green Party last year... They certainly didn't get any candidates in, but they made, like, several hundred thousand dollars. Five dollars! <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's awesome for them, though, because it means that they, you know, even though they didn't get any representation in the House... Well, it means the next election... Next election, they're going to do a little bit better. Um, that's a cool idea. Yeah, yeah you guys, let's have a party. But I think, <laughs> as, I think as a result of that, there's been some reform in how you actually need to... Uh, Damn. So we couldn't have, like, the Loading Ready Run party. Well, we could have a loading ready run party. Oh, but we could have a put. Oh. O- October eighteenth. Yeah, we get. We Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was the fourteenth. Is it the fourteenth? Those voter cards that your office sent me. No, no. no. October eighteenth is our is our screening. Oh, oh, party. oh, oh. The party well, four days after the actual election. Four days after Damn, the election. The timing yes. is off. Which is good because I won't be employed at that point. <laughs> oh, right. So uh, hey, so uh, what we're playing? What are we playing now? Morgan? Uh, I've pretty much been playing Dota. And Had a good games anyone recently? Yeah, Earthshaker. Played a rocking game as Earthshaker. Nice. And I've been reading more. Does he shake the earth? He shakes the earth like you wouldn't believe. What books have you been reading? Uh, I finished Invisible Monsters by Chuck Palahniuk, and I moved on to Lullaby, also by Chuck Palahniuk. Nice. Uh, a few people have told me that he has several better books than Fight Club. 
And so I'm like, fuck, better book than Fight Club. I will read all everything he has ever written. And so far, yeah. I am disagreeing with people's assessment. You're reading everything he's ever written in the chance that one book may be better than Fight Club. If, if, if in, I in read, which case, it wouldn't be wasted time. Yes, if I read one book better than Fight Club by reading everything he's ever written, that will be absolutely and inequivocably worthwhile. Cool. Um, <laughs> I have to say, uh, I have... I don't know, I have some problems with Chuck Palahniuk. <laughs> or, rather, the uh, the the mystique surrounding him. I don't know. I had someone explaining the... What is the short story? Guts? <laughs> yeah, Guts. I, I, I had someone explaining this to me and being like, oh, God, it was awful. It's like, it's so terrible. You, you know, you can barely read it. I was at a I was at a reading. He was reading it out, and people were fainting in the aisles. And I was like, what? And I read it. You mean it your sister I, was telling you that? And I was like, well, I haven't... I didn't hear it just from her, but yes. And, yeah. uh, you know, and I read it, and I was like... Ugh, that's ugh, that's really unpleasant. I had just I actually stopped reading guts and went and sat down for a few minutes and then finished reading it. Really? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's really disgusting, but I don't find. Okay, reading Snow Crash, the uh, the rape prevention needle <laughs> that made me that made me crumple up and cl- that made me crumple up and clutch my dick in pain. I was like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And like, guts. it wasn't even rape. Oh, weak. And, and I'm reading Guts, and I'm like, wow, that's really gross. I don't know why you, why, well, honestly, my, my response was, why would you write that? <laughs> what, what purpose does any of this serve? I don't, uh, I don't know. Very strange. Uh, anyway, I've been playing more Tales of Vesperia. I continue to enjoy it. Kathleen played a bunch of Spectral Force 3 today, which we're still both enjoying. I Like, we sort of tag-teamed the game. Uh, we haven't gotten boned like Jared did, so that's good. So, sorry, you tag-teamed the game. Yeah. You haven't gotten boned. Yeah. Enjoy the snowball. All right. You're up. All right. I, I... Address the snowball. <laughs> shall I... Shall I put my mouth to it? If you wish. Um, I... Had finished Fable, so I borrowed Ninja Gaiden 2 off Matt. How many wives did you kill before you finished the game? You know what? I never actually did that. I read facts about it, but I never actually went and murdered any of my wives. I was very good to my wives. Matt's been playing it. He, he, he married someone who, she's a philanthropist at night and super busy during the day. You can only have sex with her at dawn or dusk. <laughs> so he hasn't actually closed the deal yet. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Well... Oh wait a minute! No, no, no. I know, I know who he married. Oh, yeah. So oh. yeah, he he married the the femme fatale. I guess. Yeah, no, she's no, a no. philanthropist during the day. Well, she pretends to be. Oh, the the thing is that he's playing the, the he's playing the original version of the game, and her full story is only in the Lost Chapters version. Then you'd go, oh, I shouldn't have married her the first time I played the game, <laughs> but everyone does. So uh, yeah. Anyway, she's getting busy at night. Nah, nah. Wait, she's using her microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Paul, you were saying something. I. Uh, no. Okay. So, but I, I've been playing what feels like a retro game from like five years ago. What Ninja Gaiden? 2? Ninja Gaiden Two, doesn't it? It's really weird. Yeah. Like I played Ninja Gaiden. I loved Ninja Gaiden when it came out on the Xbox. You remember? I was playing it yeah, constantly. Yeah. It was fantastic. And I'm playing this one, and I'm like, how did I? I like action games have evolved, mm-hmm. and this hasn't kept up with them. I. The, probably the thing I find the most annoying about it is, is the camera, because it wants to follow me all the time. But then, like, I'll be like, okay, I need to put some distance between me and these enemies so I can jump back and do, like, a diving attack at them. 
So I'll run away from them, and the camera will turn to follow me. So I won't be pointing at the enemies, and I'll just have to jump back into the camera. I spent a lot of time attacking the camera in that game. It's not cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. And the fact that it's like, okay, so save point, shop where you buy healing items. Now you can do what they call a test of virtue, where you fight 100 enemies without being able to stop. Then you do a boss battle. Then you fight a whole bunch more enemies after the, what looks like you know a huge level-ending boss battle. Then you play through the beginning of the next level, and then there's another save point. Balls. Just feels a little bit wrong to me. <laughs> it's, I've, I've always had a problem with the Ninja Gaiden games. Uh, and they really, really seem like they're designed just to not necessarily be as fun, but just to be as difficult as possible. Not challenging, just difficult. It's my, one of my favorite lines from a review of, uh, of uh, Double Dragon, as like Double Dragon 2 or something. Yeah. It's like, this is this is less a game and more an academic treatise on what would actually happen if two guys who, who just knew martial arts tried to go up against the mob. <laughs> you just die repeatedly. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing with Ninja Gaiden is supposed to be that if you get really good at it, then you're awesome at it, right? And you're, you're able to accomplish pretty much anything... I find I just spam the most powerful moves and combos over and over and over again, and that's what that's what gets me through levels. And uh, I think it's, I, I find like, it you don't feel like you're really right. And I, there's some things where it's like, okay, well, the boss is going to open this uh, this encounter with an unblockable attack that takes off half of your life bar that I just find kind of punitive. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, I mean, to me, like it all comes back to uh, like God of War. Like when I think about what I like when I think about like the ideal sort of beat em up stop that kind of game yeah God of War is just like they, they just did everything so like, I think I think the key is that that kind of game has evolved since Ninja Gaiden 1 came out yeah yeah and because of games like God of War because of games like God and, of War and it's just and, but yeah it's this idea of, of having uh, a whole bunch of different kinds of moves variety of moves and different situations like yeah. God of War I mean, you do do a lot of spamming, but you do. There also are lots of situations where you want to actually use all your, you know, you can you actually use all your repertoire or well, most of it anyway. And in fairness, I mean, I would probably get a lot of flack if I were to say that Ninja Gaiden had no combat variety or anything. That's like why that, it's so hard. You're doing it right, of course, and of course that's true. But you know, then again, the barrier to entry is just so fucking high, and there's ne- like you're never using the environment strategically. Like it looks so Spartan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, even jumping into the water and you, trying to use the swimming controls. War no, I, hmm? <laughs> Sorry, really terrible Spartan joke. Oh, fuck. <laughs> but no, like, it's, uh, jumping into the water, the swimming controls feel like they're from, like, ten years ago. It's, they it's, do. The, the swimming controls are awful. It's really, really strange. And mm-hmm. it makes me wonder if Ninja Gaiden 1 was really that good, after all. I don't know. It's making you question yourself. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to Mega Man 9 that comes out this week. Nice. That's uh, I play. I've been uh, playing some more Spore. Nice. I um, I've got to the UFO stage of Spore, uh, and then got tired of it and stopped. Which is kind of funny because that's supposed to be the stage that's super exciting. But I uh, again, it's just Spore just doesn't cook for me. I, I just I can't get into it. It's just it's just like a you know it's it's this sort of shitty version of all, the, all these different games. With this additional amazing technology of being able to build all your buildings, you know, and you can build all your creatures look exactly like you want, your buildings and stuff. And 
I realized that I don't really freaking care what my buildings look like. Was, <laughs> because it makes no difference to the actual gameplay. It's just a cosmetic thing. Right. I was, and so all my buildings were giant squares with doors in them. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like... Oh my god. I was the white cube. Did, did you, have you seen the, uh, the screenshots of the Korean guy... Who made StarCraft in Spore? No, he made not. like old it's vehicles of StarCraft. Well, it's because yeah. there are there are a bunch of like, <laughs> like the Koreans. There's all these building blocks that mm. are kind of like they've got like the uh, um, the sort of talony kind of yeah, things yeah. that could totally work for uh, a Zerg. It, 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 he just did the Terran stuff, and it looks oh, amazing. Yeah. I, I'll look up the screenshots later and show you guys. But uh, so, but I mean, like that's cool. But you know, I like playing games, not so. It's just, it's just basically, if that's what you want to do, sports awesome, and they clearly spent a lot of work on it and making it work, but it's just not very fun. <laughs> I was talking to the guys at, uh, at EB yesterday, and uh, some of the guys who were there when I may or may not have worked there, and they were telling me about their idea for like M-rated zombie Lego, and how that would be like the coolest thing ever. They were pretty screwed. Which I turned into... M-rated uh, Lego Resident Evil, like Lego like, Resident Evil, Lego Resident Evil, where, Resident Evil with pretty, the sense of humor. That'd be, be pretty, pretty awesome. fantastic. But you know, what I what I thought had like a lot of possibilities with it. First of all, the Resident Evil cast is gigantic, right? Yeah. But then you could get like in the Lego games. You you can always build custom characters for multiplayer. Yeah. So you could have like all the. Um, you could bring in all the assets from Resident Evil characters and whatever, but then you could have, like, a zombie creation mode, and you could bring in all the characters from, like, Star Wars, Batman, Indiana Jones, and just zombify them so you're not breaking trademark, um, and put in all this stuff from all the different characters, and then you could make your own custom zombies, and then the game would populate your game with those zombies, and then it could go online, like, Spore, and you could trade zombies with people. So, like, my Admiral Akbar zombie could show up in your Resident Evil game, so you wouldn't just have, like, you know, the five different zombies like Resident Evil 4, you'd have it's, tons of zombies. I mean, I, I can see That's this... fantastic. Like, like, maybe, you know, it never yeah. happened with... You like, need to get a hold of LucasArts right now. It never <laughs> happened with, like, Red Faction. But what... what I, I, or, or Oni, even. But, but like, what I like... The, these games, like, Spores got this cool technology, and they tried to build a game around it. The game didn't really work that well. It doesn't really work that well. But there is still this cool technology. So you'd, you'd hope that now that this technology is done, they've sort of figured it out and got some sort of cool thing going, somebody else who's made a cool game and actually knows, could actually, like, get that in there, right? Like, I was really hoping that, you know, Red Faction, which is only kind of a mediocre first-person shooter, yeah. but it had this cool Geomod thing that other people would do the Geomod thing, and then that would be, like, the new thing. And, like, really nothing. Yeah. Uh, and only. Yeah, with, only like, with the, the, the gun and martial arts combat. Yeah, it's yeah. Ba- basically like the the uh, you know Street Fighter style game in a uh, in a third person shooter, uh, yeah. and nothing. Which is like, Lara, that that's that's how Lara Croft should should yeah. be. Yeah. If, yeah, if they if they could do Lara Croft, like if they like Tomb Raider Legend was actually quite good. Quite good. But if they could do a new like the next Tomb Raider game, incorporating some of that kind of stuff, which. Yeah. She's got a bit, but it's basically just, like, push a button and she does her thing. I think in all fairness, though, Oni's controls were so complicated that they really sort of dissuaded some people. They were not... It was punch and kick. Okay, but... <laughs> it was... They, they were uh, Street Fighter controls, right? You have More punch, or less. You have punch and kick and then different directions while you do it. And then to do the really complex moves, you had, like, circle up. Mm-hmm. You know, Hayuken. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I... 
I, I am a super huge Oni fan, and yeah. I, I knew all the moves. So. If any of you, by the way, out there have a have a Mac Oni install disc, I'd love to buy it from you. Let me know. Uh, Tell them to ask Claire. As Rackthand Stable asks, have you ever tried to trace your family history? If so, how far back can you trace it? Yeah, my dad's traced ours pretty far back. As dude, we don't know his name, in Scotland, uh, killed a guy, fled to the lowlands, changed his name to Stirk. That's about as far back as we can... Stirk? Well, Stirk or Stark, it depends on your pronunciation. Yeah. It's a dagger. Like a... Oh, yeah, I thought that was Dirk. Uh, a different kind of dagger. Yeah. But anyway, so that's 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 years and years and years and years and years and assholes and years ago in Scotland. That's as far back as we can trace because that's as far back as Stark goes. I uh, yeah, I, I I'm really I know my my family's from you know Scotland originally. Um, from what I understand, I was looking up a thing of Scottish names: Saunders or Sanders. It was the same. Um, the Sanders Saunders clan uh, was like a sub clan under another clan. Huh. Uh, and so the word, like, the name Saunders literally means belonging to this other clan. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really not that impressive a name. Um, yeah, I think apparently, I believe there's something about there's somebody in, in our, in the past in my family back in England who uh, drove the getaway buggy for uh, a bunch of bank robbers, <laughs> which I kind of like the idea of. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't really... I, I would... Like, I know a fair amount about my family, like, three generations... Oh. Two, two or three generations back, but no... Nothing back farther than that. Morgan, can you trace your family history? Yeah, in the 1400s, Van Humbecks were slave-trading land barons. <laughs> nice. So you've pretty much gone downhill from then. Eh? Yep, yep. I've worked every day of my life to try and get back to my once-held glory. Oh, uh, that's a shame. You would have been Dutch at the time, too, yeah. Yep. Then back Jerry? Um, I, I honestly don't know. I can, I can go. I mean, my grandfather, uh, my grandfather's parents or my grandfather's dad, Ernest Petter, uh, created the Petter engine, and had the first, first horseless carriage in England. Nice. I think I think it was I think that was it. Um, wait, the the Petter engine has since fallen into it was diesel based. It's since since fallen into obscurity and it's used in in. Uh, Boats, mostly yes. now. Replaced but, by Sir John internal combustion. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, so that's an interesting family story, but I'm not entirely sure. When I was in about grade four, I came home to find this um, this ad in my mailbox. Wikipedia that, doesn't think your petter engine exists. Really? Oh, well, that's unfortunate. And if it's not in Wikipedia. Oh, sorry, keep going. Um, if you look it up, it's... Ah, if, petter engine. Google seems to know what you're talking about. There you go. Petter-type diesel engines. Petter engine, yeah. it sounds like something that would be in a book. You know, oh, Petter, it, Petter, it, it's a type of diesel engine. Yeah. Oh, Petter's Limited. There you go. So do you get royalties? Uh, no, because oh. it's not really used anymore. Petter's Limited, known as J.B. Petter and Sons of Yeovil until 1910, were maker of stations... You sta- could be one of those sons. Stationary petrol and diesel engines from 1896 onwards. Huh. Well, there you go. Yeah. Car using invert, converted four wheel and used scroll past it. Sorry. Horse drawn. Wow. Three horse Top drawn. speed of 10 miles an hour. Woo! Yeah. On, on, on level road. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, anyway, so that. But when I was in about grade four, I came home and found this ad in, uh, in my mailbox 
that said that it would sell me a record of my complete family history in hardcover books. I think there were 12 volumes of the history of the Petters. And learning about how the first Petters came to the New World by stowing away on uh, trading ships and... Uh, all the, do you think they had the same story? Yeah, and then I had a story for everyone. And, the then, and I, was, I was fascinated to discover that the same ad had in fact come to my friend's, friend Mike's uh, mailbox and that his, he had this, exactly the same family history as I did. Your ancestors and his ancestors must have hung out together. Right? Oh, or something, yeah. Uh, oh, I also, uh, I actually have my, I have a coaster with my the Saunders family crest on it too, which is, for some reason it's like, Elephant heads on a blue background, I think. Huh. It's very weird. Or elephants rampant on something. There's a very specific way of describing them. My family crest is two big black cocks. (laughs) (laughs) Fighting each other. Oh, oh, roosters. (laughs) Very nice. Uh, (laughs) It's classy. Moving on. Gray24 asks, is anyone in the cast a fan of history? Uh, yeah. I like history. I, I like history as well. In fact, um, back in, in high I, school... I like being taught about history. I don't like going to find it. Hmm. I'm in, very lazy. In, in high school, I actually really liked history. In in high school, I actually just read the social studies textbook just because I thought it was interesting. Nice. Uh, the problem being that whenever we had tests, I had to. I was so far ahead of everybody else because I was just reading it that I had to go back and remember what we, we were supposed to be learning at that time. But... Yeah, I really like history, but, uh, yeah, again, I, I like it being told and taught and stuff. Back in high school, uh, we did history trials in uh, History 12 uh, for our teacher. So he, we'd have to put, you know, famous historical figures on trial and mm. see if, you know, if we could get them off. Yep. And uh, my partner, Warren, and I acquitted Stalin. I got Stalin off, too. Yeah, you got Stalin. We all got Stalin off, and mm-hmm. here we are with a snowball. It takes a lot of, <laughs> takes, <laughs> takes a lot of people, yeah. I was I was hoping someone was going to sweep in with the snowball reference there. You need it all out of our systems this week. <laughs> yeah, uh, so that we can be inundated with more snowball uh, next week from everyone else. No, no, just tell them that, that we've done all the possible snowball. Things. I discovered last night that Nate got a hundred percent on prosecuting JFK. Really? Wow, tough one. Uh, okay, uh, lying in bed, one asked. I know a lot of you played StarCraft to the extent that Ash can mimic the Terran. Adjutant creepily well. So here are I some questions. Ash never actually played Starcraft. Yeah, no, she was just in the room <laughs> while people were playing it. But that, I guess, that's what he's asking. Uh, given that Starcraft and its Brood War expansion become a recognized sport in countries like Korea, what are your hopes for the upcoming Starcraft Two? I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's probably going to become a recognized sport in countries like Korea. Yeah, uh, I would hope that it runs on my full monitor as opposed to in a 640 by 480 window. I'm looking kind forward of to that. Yeah. yeah. If you had the deciding vote, what game would you make a recognized sport like StarCraft? Art of Fighting. Yes! Oh, God. Oh. oh, no. I'd be, like, the king of the world in no time. I actually find, I mean, I find, like, almost all sports at a certain level to be actually quite interesting, you know? Like, uh, when, when you have people, like, at that skill level... Like, I've actually watched a couple of their, their, like, StarCraft matches on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, with, yeah, like, the announcers. Insane. Oh, yeah, they're fascinating. And, and, and it's quite interesting, because the announcers, like, because you can't really see what's going on, but the announcers are, like, sort of explaining the different strategies yeah. going on. It's actually quite, it's really interesting. Like, I always said, you know, oh, I'm not really into sports, but, it, you know, it's why I like watching the Olympics, because you get to a point where if you see someone, you see people competing at, like, at that level, 
you know, it, it's entertaining. Yeah. So, you know. Although, I'm well, going to go with, I would like to see um, Halo a recognized sport so that all the people who are really super competitive at Halo can go fuck off and play it and leave me alone when I'm on live. That's actually a good point. I, I don't know, like, what would happen if you gave those douchebags a bigger spotlight, though, because that, that frightens me. As long as they leave me alone, I don't care. The great thing about professional Dota is that the pros are no more mature than the <laughs> random people on Battle.net. So, like, in a game, you frequently just get absolute, like, flagrant racism being thrown back and forth. And, like, See, I, <laughs> in, like I, a, in, like, a pro-level game. Yeah. Wow. I, I appreciate trash-talking when it's done well. <laughs> no, you just get base, like, just banter. Just crap. Evil Jim asks, Trebuchets, your thoughts, please. I'm in favor of them in, in general. Yeah, yep. I, I I think they're better than catapults. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, never... just, despite the strong catapult lobby in Washington, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think the trebuchets will see their day. Yeah, uh, I have never seen a catapult prolapse the anus of a cow, true. and I have seen a trebuchet yep. do that. Yep. So clear winner, I think. Trebuchet is greater than yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. I like the the whole con- like catapult. You know, you can totally understand it, right? Big thing, funk, stop it, the thing keeps flying. Yeah. Pretty straightforward. Trebuchet, like, that's a surprisingly complex thing when you think about it. Oh, yeah. And, and like, the guy, whoever, whoever thought up the whole idea of actually, like, just whipping the thing instead of, you know... Launching yeah, it. Yeah, instead of launching it was a very, very crafty individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, They're uh, more range than the catapults of the same size, don't they? Yeah, oh, drastically so more. Way more. Way more range and can do heavier things. Yeah, yeah, Sweet. and more accurate, I think, too. Yeah, they're, the, uh, they're pretty much better in every way, except they're more complicated to build. Much more, and they're much. They require much uh, more accurate math. Hmm. Who was it we were supposed to fling into the sea? With the uh, I, we were supposed to, as opposed to he really wanted us to. I believe it's Algemark here. Yeah, you see how our minds yes. work, though, or at least how was, my mind works. Yes. If you tell me, if you tell it to me, long, or it was, he suggested you owe me that twenty bucks, Jer. He suggested that that be you a owe me twenty bucks, and then or. I'll remind you of this next week. Okay. I'm just going to keep telling you that you owe me 20 bucks until you give me 20 bucks. Yeah, you do, you do owe Graham 20 bucks. What? Yeah, see? See? You owe, you owe Graham 20 bucks, yeah. Yeah. For what? Hey, Joe, was that 20 bucks that you owe me? I don't yeah. remember. It's not nice job. of you to be holding out like this. Yeah. I thought you two were friends. Oh, you were going to sell me the snowball for 20 bucks. <laughs> Diff- no, this one. No, he gave you the snowball. <laughs> this one was That's 120. <laughs> Telerail asks, how did Desert Bus affect the site's traffic and viewership both during the event and in the long term? Uh, not a lot, actually, during, because they were all watching Desert Bus. <laughs> but afterwards, we've definitely noticed a lot of people that have stuck around and be like, I found you guys through Desert Bus, which is great. And, yeah. you know, we think it's, we think it's awesome. And uh, For know. some reason, uh, in per- like, I noticed that PAX, when we were meeting up, when we met up with quite a few people in person, there seemed to be a disproportionate number of people that we met in person for some reason. I guess in sort of the Seattle area and stuff who were who knew us from Pat, from uh, Desert Bus. Mm-hmm. That's that's how they I think it's because it's yeah, Penny Arcade weird, Expo and Penny Arcade was one yeah. of the people who brought us the most yeah, traffic. Yeah, exactly. The weird thing so, is when so. we run into someone who's like a huge fan of the site but doesn't know what Desert Bus is. Or I've, I've, there's a few people who were fans of Desert Bus but didn't know about the site. Or we're just sort of like well that was useless. I don't find that as weird as <laughs> As someone knowing about Loading Ready Run and not knowing about Desert Bus. Well, it's it come, like, in the last year. I mean, I guess. 
Uh, anyway, in answer to your question, many, many other people have done the same. So. Yeah. Desert Bus is awesome. Uh, Master Kuno asks apparently several questions. It's been rumored before that a couple of you played Magic in the past. You continue to play. If not, what sway do you from playing? None of us play anymore. No, we, just uh, we all played in high school. Got bored of it. Yeah, I and mean, then we played. I have early. a giant deck somewhere. Like I have a box full. of cards. Uh, yeah. You have a giant deck. <laughs> I, I have a box full of cards. Uh, a very large box full of cards. I actually, if if any people know uh, Magic, uh, I have uh, the entire set of Visions. Ooh, for really? some reason, I never even knew that. Yeah, because we probably saw that. Uh, because uh, Dragon Strike, which was our local, oh yeah, account, they went they, they went, a bit, went out of business and were selling off Visions cards for super cheap. Morgan and I both had the entire home line set. And so, yeah, the I, home I, lines I, is the one that I got an entire box of. And so, I, at some point, I guess, I mean, at some point, I guess, I would sell. Them. The problem is, all my cards are now non-term legal. Right? Yeah, like all of our cards are non-term. Legal. Well, except for the ones that have been reprinted. Whatnot. Yeah, I guess, but huh. right the, it's it's been because it's I think they, it's only like the last basic set plus like three boosters or something. I've actually I, relapsed on my magic my really? magic thing a few times since since giving it up in high school. I've never really? I've never stuck with it for more than a, a year or so. But um, I mean, we all started playing magic around the time of antiquities, which shows our age and also our um, you know how long my, we've my first been. booster pack was or my first third deck was revised. Yeah, I, I had, I, yeah. which I, was what, like the third one? That was, mm, it went alpha beta. First, uh, first when, edition revised. When people in yeah. our high school or in our elementary school started playing, it was the end, very end of unlimited, the very beginning of revised. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think the first starter I got might have been unlimited, which was the the whiteboard reprint, reprints of alpha and beta, and then soon after that it was revised. Yeah. And uh, and I guess Arabian Nights was just unavailable, and Antiquities was new. So it was pretty much like right at the beginning of which it. one came right after Antiquities. Uh, then it was Legends. Legends, Legends which is what was hissed everyone off. Well, Legends was a long time after Antiquities. Well, Legends was supposed to be its own standalone set, like Ice Age was, but it, it ended up having a huge power creep over the original game, and so they went, "Yeah, let's just put this in booster packs, and maybe no one will notice." I'm very pleased with the quality of the artwork on the cards now, because when I was collecting them, there was, I think, uh, fr- from the legend set, I believe, there were five cards, the Greater Elder Dragon Legends. Yeah, yeah. Um, who, let me see if I can remember their names. Uh, Chromium. Pladius Moors was one. Pladius Moors. That's the only one I ever Vivictus had. Asmati. They're back, Vivictus eh? Asmati, I remember. Yeah. yeah, they are? Yeah, they're back. Oh. They came back in the Time Spiral but, set, apparently. Um, wildly disparate quality of artwork on those yeah. cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, There's some really good artwork in Magic. Claudius Moore's? Not so good. Terrible, terrible artwork on that card. Mm-hmm. Victus Asmati, coolest name ever. Um, what was I going to say? Moving I, on. Yeah, at, at PAX, I did get to play the Xbox Live Magic game. Oh, yeah. I will probably start playing Magic again on that version of the game. Really? It's, like, I mean, basically, I think what you can take away from this is we were all huge magic geeks yeah. Yeah. when we were in high school. Uh, I guess Terry's been playing it a little I, bit. I still love it's, it. I still think it's an awesome game. I just can't afford to play it. it. It's basically, I mean, essentially it was the first collectible, real collectible card game that got super famous. Right? And it, well, and it still remains by far the most popular. And it's, it's I, I find that... I should like, go through my cards and see if they're worth anything. 
whenever I look at current cards, uh, of course, the, the problem with magic is they keep adding new um, special abilities. And so that's a little bit confusing to try and get up to speed. But they have explanatory text to text all right, right, too. Right. So, um, I then the nice thing about the Xbox Live version of Magic, which has like no release date or anything right now, is that it, um, I spent a while talking to the Watch C rep there about it. They're not monetizing the cards, so you get a starter deck when you start playing it, and you just unlock the other cards by playing the game, uh, which is great because it means that they don't take up shit tons of space in your house. You don't have to go out and spend tons of money on them. You just have them. And, I, and for me, that's... People the, are a little bit more equal that way, too. Yeah, and for, well, for me, that's the greatest way to play Magic. Because you have unlimited access to cards, you just play with strategies. Yeah, it's not just the richest person wins. Yeah, exactly. I remember when Magic first started, it was like the top-tier players were all stupidly rich. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's not quite that way anymore, but... Because they've monetized the tournament circuit, right? So you can play Magic professionally if you are really that into it. But it's uh, it's still there. There is still that aspect to it, which still kind of bugs me. Um, all right, so uh, more questions. I bet we can re- we can whip through the rest of Master Kuno's questions pretty quick. Three Harry Potter fans, what are your thoughts on Warner Brothers pushing back the sixth film to summer purely for lucrative money making reasons? That's how you make movies. If I, I, it gets more Harry Potter films, it, I have no problem with that. Is it they move back in the summer just because summer movies are more popular? Well, it's, movies make more money in the summer. Why didn't they... Is there anything in the reason why they didn't do one this summer? Or just uh, they only, they're only doing them every, like, year and a half now. So. Yeah. Originally, uh, it was going to be, like, one every Christmas, and that fell off the train well, pretty quick. Well, and what... I think it comes down to Warner Brothers going, well, guys, we had this big movie. You know, you may have heard of it. Uh, we've made our bottom line for the year. Yeah. So... so I, yeah. I've, I've resigned myself to not... Like, I, I, I really have no interest in reading the Harry Potter books, and so I'm fine with watching, just getting them to yeah. the movies. Uh, so Daniel Radcliffe's going to be 40 by the time they're done speaking yeah. of what well I was just saying the thing I did like about the movies was that they were keeping pace with the books in terms of the ages the actors yeah um, as go, which I guess they're kind of getting out of whack with now anyway um, but you know speaking of Warner Brothers big thing uh, thoughts on the rumors of Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie being cast in the next Batman movie I highly doubt it Pixar didn't happen yeah did uh, any of you what the Johnny Depp thing is actually looking pretty likely as who as the Riddler. Oh, really? Or I mean, I've got no problem with yeah, that. Yeah, I've no problem with that. Okay, cool. Angelina right. Jolie. I mean, sure. I guess. It just those those sound like sort of those are both very big names, and they'd be very very easy to just be like, look who's going to be in, like fuck. When everyone was looking for the next James Bond, it's like you know, like Jude Law, Russell Crowe, Orlando yeah, Bloom. Just, just basically just out of their ass. yeah, pulling random names out. Did any of you ever play the original Baldur's Gate? Yes. Good, bad, awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. Yeah. Thoughts in the story and lore. It's just Forgotten Realms. It pretty much I, is. Yeah. I really wish I had played Baldur's Gate when it came out. Because, like, because I, I, I really, I, I've heard it's a really great game. It is. But if I try to play it now, it looks, you know, it's so, it looks so bad, right? Baldur's Gate, so Baldur's Gate 2 still stands up surprisingly really? well. Yeah, I, I've got the discs. So I can lend them to you if you want to try it. Um, and Dragon if, Age, also. Yeah, apparently. I'm looking forward to that. And if you did play, what is your favorite Minsk quote? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> he mentions, all of them? He mentions, go for the eyes, boo, go for the eyes. Yeah, there's, we, there, we there's always... Some, there's some actual quotes of his that I, I really enjoy, but I can't remember them all. Um, the midget giant space hamster. Yes, midget giant space hamster. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, the Amativeness <laughs> asks, um, 
Since four of you now have iPhones, as of the emergency situation podcast, how's the signal and reception at the moon base? It's pretty Super good. good. Yeah. What do you it's f- right in a metropolitan center, and there's nothing surrounding it that in, prevents well, signal. On, the, on the, the moon. In the States, they've been having a lot of problems with reception and iPhones. So that's why it's asking huh. the question, I guess. Uh, what are your there's favorite apps? Really? Well, there's class actually about everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like all sorts of different apps. I like Evernote. I like, yeah. Air, I like air sharing. I'm a huge fan of Evernote and air sharing myself. What is what is air sharing? I play a lot of Triss. I, I just beat my high score on Triss. Uh, air sharing just allows you to uh, load random files onto the iPhone, which is lame that you can't do that just straight. They really should, but you can do it on an iPod. It's dumb that you can't, but air sharing makes up for that. So, yep. Uh, Math asks, I've heard that Bill plays D&D. He does. I'm wondering what he does and has played. Well, he's not actually here this time, unfortunately. <laughs> what his favorite polyhedron is, the D20. Uh, you realize that the rest of us also play D&D on occasion. Yeah, I hear that Bill plays D&D. Jer, Jer's like a GM, like, fuck. It, Jer plays more D&D than all of us combined. Uh, yeah. I, I started playing Pathfinder Society, that's pretty cool. If you, uh, if you were a fan of Living Greyhawk, you, uh, you might enjoy it. Uh, What's your favorite polyhedron? Uh, the D12, because... Yeah. Because in... Uh, the poor, unknown D12. Well, it's, it's never used, but um, the, uh, the a while ago, uh, S. John Ross and Steve Kovalik, John Kovalik, released uh, a game called Pokethulu, which is sort of, you know, little cultists going around with their, you know, horrible Squamous monsters, uh, forcing them to cockfight with each other. Um, and it's amazing, and it, it, would, it ran entirely on the D12 system. It was pretty awesome, so... Um, all right, a uh, bunch of questions asking if we're bringing back Gib at some point. I assume so. And we'll finish up with this one, which is someone already answered in the thread, but may as well answer it now. Uh, I can't hear clearly what MMO you guys are playing. Sometimes I hear Domo, then Dota. What is it? It's not an MMO. It's Dota, D-O-T-A. It's an acronym for Defense of the Ancients, and it's a mod for Warcraft 3. It's not a mod, it's a map. I'm sorry, it's a map. <laughs> right, you're right. It's a map for Warcraft. Well, all, all the heroes. Or is that all? Is that all the old thing for Warcraft Three? Wow. All right. They they've changed the heroes from what they are in the actual game, but it's not really a mod per se. Like they haven't altered the game in mechanics in any capacity. Is is Dota playing? Like is is it actually more popular than just straight Warcraft Three? Drastically, hugely so. Uh, it's one of the biggest online games right it's, now. It's like Starcraft. Uh, yeah, it's, it's huge. Like, uh, so, um, yeah. Alright, some things we should talk about. Once again, the screening, Victoria, October 18th. Loading Ready Run, 5th year anniversary screening. We're doing all kinds of fun stuff. We're going to have um, uh, be screening some videos. There's a thread on the forums right now. If you're coming, uh, even if you're not, you can. But if, if you're coming, you should go and vote for what videos you'd like us to screen. Uh, we're also going to do a fail house, an iron stomach, man cooking. We're going to be filming something there. We're also showing the brand new Loading Ready Run Season 6 opening uh, video, which is um, pretty fantastic. It's shaping up to be awesome. It is awesome. Yes. So, you should come to that October 18th, starting at 4 in the afternoon at the Eric Martin Pavilion in Victoria, B.C. And there'll probably be balloons. Yeah. And there'll be a concession. And Loading Ready Run merchandise for you to spend your money on. If you are coming or think you are going to come, 
please email james at loadingreadyrun.com. Check out the thread on the forums for more information. Now, that is also the email address that uh, people would have sent uh, their 15 Seconds of Fame to. I believe we have one 15 Seconds of Fame entry this week, apart from the other one that we had. So it turns out there was actually four entries. We just, you know, didn't inspect James's zip archive enough. Which um, uh, makes me feel a little better. Yeah. Some pretty... Some pretty... Uh, Hot stuff. Pretty good entries. Um, yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, um, Emperor Gum. <laughs> As some... Uh, some Spitting some hot fire there. Pretty pretty sexual. It, it really should enunciate, though. Uh, the the middle of it. We understood beard and install Linux and that whole section, but there's we, some... We got the general impression, though. I yeah. Think. I, uh, as a... Lying runner, in Bedmond talks very, very fast. As a runner-up, I liked, uh, I liked the one about uh, the beard fight. Yeah. Uh, because I, I... The image I have in my mind is two guys with big beards... Uh, you know, with their faces really, really close to each other, and then the beards actually going like, pock, pock, tack, pock, tack, with like you know martial arts style sound effects. Yeah, so that was that was Dimitri W. But uh, but there can only be one winner, uh, and uh, yes, the uh, fifteen seconds of fame this week from W J Silver. I am a hot female human, not a robot. You and I could go out and consume substances and observe the latest film. Do not worry, I can show you. How humans have fun. Because I'm a human, not a robot. Yes, because, uh, you know, I've always wanted to go out with someone who isn't at all a robot and definitely is a human. Uh, you know, too many people, you're like, is that person a robot? Isn't that person a robot? I yeah. don't know. And it, you know. But she's, you know, she comes right out and says she is a female human, which and is yeah, nice. Which and is good. It, it's good. It is good. Because, you know, you want to date a human. Right. And it seems like the chances of me, for instance, uh, you know, being cut up and used for my parts uh, seems much lower with a human than with a robot. Mm-hmm. That, that's true. Yeah. Which is encouraging for everyone, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. no kind of Terminator style, you know, apocalyptic future no, could not. possibly happen if you were going out with a human as opposed to a robot. Mm-hmm. So, definitely uh, that one. My so. left leg is asleep. For four people on a late night, it's a surprisingly long podcast. Yeah. So, uh, considering I've slept through a large portion of it. Yeah. Um, well, what can I say? Andrew Shepard has my vote. Mostly because he's bribing me to. You, you got bribed? I hear someone bought him a snowball.